0: So for me, this is like, uh, so each time I come to clinic, it is my place of worship. And when I deal with uh, cases in addiction or generally with counseling, treating uh, cases with uh, homeopathic uh, treatment, um, I feel satisfied at the end of the day. Yes, I've done my best and I was able to give help, uh, serve people. So yes, that is like, you know, I feel, uh, yes, it is a kind of self-contentment.
1: Hello everyone, I, Anupam Mishra, welcome you all to the 7th episode of Comspire, Communicate to Inspire. And today, in the eve of Women's Day, we have with us Dr. Shraddha, who is a homeopathy doctor. And right now, she is pursuing her postgraduate diploma in this. Hello Shraddha, thank you so much for accepting this invitation. Anupama, thanks a lot.
0: Uh, for giving this wonderful opportunity uh, to speak on this platform.
1: Uh, Shraddha, you have been working as a homeopathy doctor for so long. So as you have worked for so long, what are the three best memories of yours as a homeopathy doctor?
0: Uh, So um, if I go back uh, down the memory lane, and uh, while I was still a student in my college uh, in Nasik, and we would have medical camps, uh, from first year of our uh, academic year we would uh, visit uh, remote areas to help people who could not afford mopathic treatment so i had seen a case uh, this uh, lady was bitten by a snake and um, she had had fever and all kind of like you know typical uh, skin rashes on the body those scales kind of thing and uh, we took a couple of four history taking in homeopathy, like we do, like case taking, it's called, and we administered the medicine. And uh, like we had spent the entire day there, and we could see the result. Like by the time it was evening and uh, we were still about to leave, we could see, like, you know, this patient was a little more better, and she was able to communicate. Another case I remember is a child had uh, visited. Uh, year old child having severe asthmatic problems uh, breathing difficulty and crying constantly unable to sleep so after taking the case we gave the medicine just one dose on the tongue that is what uh, the medicine was administered so we asked the mother to spend 15 more minutes, you know, just to see if there is any changes before she left. And yes, uh, before she left the visiting room, uh, she said, like, you know, my child is able, I can see some change, like he's able to breathe well. He's smiling now, my child, you know, for a few days he was not doing that. Um, one one more case I would like to say is about a lady who had, a, had come in a state of shock, or disappointment, and like, you know, sudden... Um, uh, feeling of like you know sadness and um, very desperate state she had lost her husband recently and not very big age over there like just maybe 50 years of his age Uh, she was constantly crying she said I'm I'm unable to sleep I really don't know what to go about so we gave I gave her the medicine and uh, like how in Mumbai we follow up after a week bi-weekly depending on the state after a week when she visited she said uh, i am able to sleep well and i am able to like now able to understand and slowly come to a frame of my functioning of the so these are the some of my memorable
1: cases. that's really great and incredible thing that you have experienced right now you know very well that there are many diseases in which it is said that homeopathy has the help right now if i talk about corn and the other thing the doctors themselves say that you better visit to homeopathy doctor, and they will give you the, a remedy for that. So, any specific uh, disease that you feel for which we can get the remedy only in homeopathy, and nowhere else. Uh, well,
0: uh, I feel uh, when it comes to form of uh, medicine, I think uh, I cannot uh, just specifically say this particular, but yes, in most uh, acute and chronic forms. Um, before the pathological changes have actually occurred uh, medicines have worked wonderfully so there are a number of illnesses which can be addressed so there is no particular like only so and so complaint like if I start recalling like even I, so there are people who come when are expecting for their child so we have given them during their all through their pregnancy when they're not able to drink a sip of water Mm -hmm. and they are having some kind of you know problem during the gestation then when it comes to childbirth as they grow children um, elderly adults and so uh, i will say that it can be addressed in different age groups and different illnesses all depends like you know we treat uh, by giving them constitutional medicine which is very important part in homeopathy considering the physical and the mental aspect of the person and on the medicine aspect
1: yes sir and uh, once you have stated that you have been working with your grandfather for so long in the field of homeopathy so what are the best three qualities of your grandfather which propels you to follow in his footsteps
0: i am really really passionate about my grandfather and he was my guru you can say my teacher uh, grandpa, father, friend, name it, like, you know, he was, he played different roles, even if he was, uh, like, you know, uh, uh, 89, so when he, actually, he passed away, and then, when I met him, he was around uh, 75 years old, so what I have uh, seen is, uh, throughout his life, and throughout his experience, my experience with him, kindness, uh, compassion to help, and, you uh, uh, dedication with all devotion he would put in his heart and soul to help people
1: that's really great and the great things you have taken from him that's the reason you are so much into social work you have attended uh, just now a workshop of KEM doctors on de-addiction can you please tell in brief what's that all about and uh, what things you learned over there yeah so
0: uh this de-addiction uh, training workshop was a to. uh understand about the addiction as a disease and how we can identify a person who is having acute symptoms or you know even if uh, like a person has been an addict uh, uh, and been using whether it is a recent or it is a chronic like you know after several years also so we also understood like uh, how you can help there as a uh, medical physician how you can help this client uh, direct him towards uh, detox treatment, rehab treatment, uh, counseling process and follow up. So it gave a lot of insight about learning about addiction, how to deal with addiction, how you can understand and how what role you can play as a doctor, as a general practitioner when a client is coming with the
1: disease. So being a homeopathy doctor, Shraddha, how were you encouraged to enter into this field of de-addiction and uh, psychology or counseling?
0: So a few years
1: back, uh, there was this uh,
0: teenage girl, and she came uh, to me saying that, "Doctor, my father has been smoking of almost whole day, and I'm really fed up with this. So can you please?" help me, help his, uh, quit his addiction in nicotine and tobacco. Uh, so, time and again, I have come across cases where they were actually asking for help uh, to quit their uh, addiction, whether it was uh, nicotine or sedatives or uh, any kind of chemical substance, alcohol. So, uh, this really uh, motivated, inspired me, yes, I must uh, get more insight, get more um, uh, in touch with uh, rehab people visiting like even uh, KM hospital to understand how dose is administered uh, how they conduct the uh, family therapy uh, sessions uh, attending A meetings NA meetings getting more insight uh, of the disease so this was the uh, it is the patients uh, I would say the clients who have visited there I feel their need to uh, seek help and give help so to provide more help over there and this really inspired me to get in helping people in addiction
1: that's great still there is a question for you shraddha like when we people help someone when we talk about uh, like social help or we are doing some job for social cause so while doing such sort of things uh, while counseling or any other way in which you are trying to help the people what do you get in return? (laughs) Because whatever we do, it's always that human tendency that we must get something in return. So can you please elaborate in brief, what do you get in return when you help people with all your means?
0: So for me, this is like, uh, so each time I come to clinic, it is my place of worship and when i deal with uh, cases in addiction or generally counseling treating cases with uh, homeopathic uh, treatment um, i feel satisfied at the end of the day yes i have done my best and i was able to give help uh, serve people so yes that is like you know i feel uh, yes it is a kind of self-containment (laughs)
1: great yes (laughs) that only i wanted to hear from you because there are many people who say that okay i'm going to help i'm going to do some sort of social work but what i'll i get in return what i'm going to get i'm not earning anything so voluntarily if i'm doing something i should get something but that mental gratification is the most important thing and that's really well said by you then you might have worked with so many people by yeah. now yeah can you please share two or three stories where you were yes. able to transform life of any individual
0: yeah so uh, I still remember like um, uh, almost uh, this is like uh, four years back um, at the first case who had come the first client who had come the mother had come saying that you know our 17 year old boy started, suddenly he started uh, uh, using knife and cut his uh, hand and she got the boy also and also came and I could see this boy like he was in a state of desperation restlessness red eyes and uh, so feeling of helplessness. he does not know what he is talking what he is doing you know so I talked I spoke in confidence with the uh, client he called him another day so this is where like you know uh, I helped him with the uh, Uh, rehab because we had to take that step because the consumption of uh, substance was a lot and it was acting on his mind and body and um, so this was uh, this case and uh, from that point to now yes he's clean and yes his sobriety is like uh, i feel yes nice because i do follow up with the cases i keep in touch with them and uh, after the rehab treatment, coming here weekly for counselling. And even after one year, making sure they attend the meetings. Meetings are like uh, NA meetings, A meetings are food of life, I would say. And my constant touch, like even I myself attend the meetings. There was another case where he was uh, around 25. And uh, uh, this person had disappeared from his home, from Mumbai. And uh, on the fifth day, uh, the police actually... Uh, like you know they could uh, trace that you know he's come back so this again this boy was helped uh, had uh, spoken to the family to the parents uh, it needs a lot of like encouragement uh, to the parent because they are really scared uh, what rehab would be how it will be like you know they're not uh, it is a complete new experience for them So, uh, same like, you know, this person also has been clean for those four years. He'll complete four years now in April. And uh, also, like, um, I would say addiction is not about staying clean. It is a relapsing disease. So, yes, relapses, slips do occur. But as long as the person is able to stand up and seek guidance through uh, name members, A members, through their counselors, uh, we can still help them to face this uh, problem
1: okay Shraddha once we talk about addiction there are many things related to that like how the child gets into addiction or how any person gets into addiction whether we are talking about uh, like drink addiction wine or vodka addiction or we are talking about this drug addiction so whichever kind of addiction it is isn't there any control over the source of these things that can be stopped yeah so uh, during
0: this training workshop like when I told it, I had taken two years back. So it was like uh, the ACP had conducted the first session with us and uh, like like you rightly said, uh, we should target at the demand supply. How Why it is coming, why it is reaching our country and what are the sources, how they can stop from that front before it is uh, reaching the fighters and it is spreading across the nation so yes they have also been taking uh, timely steps and uh, it is the government bodies also they are well versed with this so i would say it is efforts demands up and all maybe we are not able to do because it is lot to do with uh, like you know uh, coming from uh, other states of the uh, nation. but uh, when like we empower our children today we empower the youth today it will make a difference there. They have an understanding. The choice they will make will make a difference whether to take it or not to take it.
1: So true, yes. Yeah. So currently, you are also doing postgraduate diploma in counselling from Tata Institute of Social Sciences. How is it yeah, going you know, to help you in your dream uh, aspect?
0: Yeah, it's been almost... Uh, more than like one and a half year of this course and just my field practicum is uh, one month of internship is left. So what I have um, got uh, uh, from the course is uh, uh, great insights and learning uh, from the faculties, uh, from the students, from the class. Like, you know, we have uh, role plays, we have sharings, um, the counseling skills and knowledge uh, they share. Um, is uh, tremendous. So it's like a wonderful um, uh, experience, journey, I would say, as a student and being a student of uh, TISS. It's, I really thank God for this, uh, like, you know, making me able to do this adult learning, managing practice and cases and you know, clients and still learn, be part of this course. So it's to help me in my counseling skills. Uh, refine my skills and knowledge in counseling.
1: That's great. And best wishes for that. You will definitely do one this because you are putting your whole efforts into this thing. Shraddha, maybe know that what is the ultimate goal of your life? Uh, What do you really want to do in your life later on?
0: Uh, So, this is a a bit uh, difficult question. I would say tricky question rather. I would say there is no such thing as ultimate goal. Like I keep working. Like I... Yes, I do have uh, goals in life, but uh, nothing like ultimate. I just see like what is needed now at this point, like, you know, what is needed in the nearest future. So I work on that and I keep on, the ultimate would be like, you know, yes, serve people, help people, do your best over there, uh, do your best and spend time, like, you know, quality time with them. Yeah.
1: So here one question that has come to my mind while you are talking about uh, serving the people. So like when we are serving people there are volunteers over there but they too need to get food throughout the time. No? Like someone who is voluntarily wa- willing to help. So what is the other way in which people can come and help their society or the people around them? Like even uh-huh. if they are not getting any financial gain. So how can they come and uh, help? What should be the motive?
0: Uh, so I would say
1: here um, the motive would be
0: like if They're not getting financial gain. But uh, like I said, like, you know, uh, when it comes to uh, kindness, you know, being kind to others. uh, And, you know, like, you know, you can spread so much in this addiction. Even if, like, not necessary, you have to be a counsellor there to spread the awareness. Even social workers, uh, they can also spread this. They can conduct a small... uh, awareness programs in their communities and uh, starting from the remote areas to urban areas and time and again just uh, spreading this word like you know how addiction can impact a person's life, the understanding the struggle the person goes through and uh, helping them, directing them towards the right path so a lot can be done even from uh, uh, like I'd say not experience is not it but just passion and uh, like you know willingness to help over there should be enough they can take up uh, we can train them and we can help them understand the disease process visiting rehabs regularly um, attending the meetings I said it gives lot of insight they do allow us like as observers if you are a social worker or a medical practitioner because you are helping the people outside
1: people say that uh, like once you have achieved something or you have done some sort of life you didn't struggle a lot you didn't face problems but it might never be true whoever has achieved something or wherever he or she is the life is always filled with struggles and it is all about how you are able to deal with them so you too might have faced some or the other ups and downs in your life can you please share a few of the struggles that you consider as your best teachers
0: uh, so for me um I will share one from my personal uh from my professional expect uh so from my personal friend like I'm also a cat lover uh, animal lover I would say a furry world like you know I love the furry world so I have uh helped in rescuing few uh cats kittens I whenever I see them in distress I make sure like you know they are in um, right place like NGOs or taking them to the vet for their uh like you know just to make sure they are uh, doing fine so um one challenge I faced was like uh, some of the animal shelters um uh, this is from my personal experience and I was uh, this is few years back and I was traveling and I had to um leave this tray in a shelter home and this was a challenge like you know I trusted this place and um, it was actually uh the cat was not uh, taken care of so I felt like you know was not authentic, oh. so I feel more mm-hmm. authenticity was needed in the shelter homes. Like, you know, before they are given license or you know, to run the shelter homes, uh, they should be they uh, cross check, like, you know, whether they are feeding the animals properly, they're taking care of them. So, my cat was like kept in a, a room for uh, five days, no food, no water, and she uh, the cat developed my got infection. By the time I within a week, when I went and uh, picked my cat, um. Uh, I couldn't do much. Unfortunately, I lost her in three days' time. So this was something very... So I learned a lesson, like, you know, I will... uh, It's better to go and... uh, Really, like you know, just uh, check and understand, like you know, that shelter home is, um, like you know, that authenticity over there is again there. So this is my great learning. At my professional uh, front, yes, uh, like uh, in the last two years, um, there was yes, there is there ha- there has been challenging uh, times at time because uh, there is a lot to do with your clients, your practice, uh, the family time, then, uh studies and submissions. You know, you're a student over there so you want to do your best at at each level like you know you don't want to fall back and also you and it's learning for me also so I um, initially it was a struggle initially it was challenging but like in the classroom itself, when we got uh, learnings from our faculties about time management, the self-awareness journey, so slowly, slowly, when I started to actually doing it myself, you know, uh, like you know, proper planning, organizing, and uh, understanding where I can be little flexible, where which events can be done later, so I was able to overcome these challenges.
1: Great, and so sorry for your loss, and then of course you learnt a great lesson over there. Thank then, so the. Whatever energy you have right now, like with the energy you are working with this, I have heard some time ago that once you are learning in that Institute of Social Sciences, that means you are learning through the whole world. So much vast learning is there and you do a lot of research over there. And I have seen your energy when you were willing to go for the research work or right now you are going for internship. So from where did you get? All these values which you have inculcated in your life? Yeah, so I would. Uh,
0: there are uh, a few of them. Uh, it starts from my parents, um, from grandfather, from my husband, uh, even my friends, uh, some of my relatives. So each time I would say something nice and uh, Yes, I would adopt very easily and I would really, uh, I would appreciate this. Like when I saw someone seeing, you know, being uh, understanding there, yes, I would say, oh my, like uh, I told you, like <laughs> my husband has been more supportive at this point And not, not at this point, but always, ever since uh, I know him, uh, cooperative, understanding and uh, like, you know, helping, like, you know, okay, she, I have passion to do something. Yes, okay, why not, you know, oh, go ahead, I'm always there. So I picked up things time and again, even from not just there. So when it, I feel each day is a learning for me. Sometimes I learn from my clients, like, you know, I say something very different there. each client is my teacher over there. So it's a learning experience for me. So I feel it is an ongoing process. And it is just addition of new things in your life and you can understand better, like, you know, you can add more more to it and more the better, like, I understand.
1: Yes, Shraddha, you are right. Shraddha, you have conducted an awareness program lately. Can you please tell what it is all about?
0: Yeah, so uh, this was uh,
1: empowering
0: the youth, the college kids uh, who are doing, uh, studying law in uh, uh, Advani Law College Bandra. So um, two years back also had conducted now because of COVID restrictions and all. So we had to conduct this time online. Last time it was a physical like you know, we actually conducted uh, in the college itself uh, where the principal had invited uh, to conduct the session. Uh, this was regarding creating awareness like what kind of substances are now available uh, there uh, like you know some of the names. How like even experimenting with the substance, we say, okay, just, you know, one puff, one smoke, you know, and we also gave them insight about the age vulnerability, like, you know, sometimes, and it is also to understand that it's a genetic thing also. It's not just like, you know, person, but but a person has 50% chances if it is his parents are uh, in addiction. Uh, the person also has a high chance like he may get trapped into this disease. So, creating awareness, how they can seek help, giving them hope. Okay, no problem. Even if you have been using for some time, we are there to help you. You can always seek help. Uh, We give them the uh, we have told you can approach the principal and seek help from the counselors so um, like you know and I think that mind that okay if, even if like nowadays it is so very common like you know this alcohol substance in a party and people feel it's very casual but it is not so but if the person continues to take and the person has uh, reached that threshold level he is actually trapped he does not know even if he wants to quit he still struggles to come out from the So that is how we get the insight about and some of my uh, experiences with the clients, I shared those uh, live experiences. Also, I called uh, role models from where some of the role model where I have helped them. So two of my clients uh, who were actually helped uh, in the disease, they also did the sharing one of the NA member was also invited. So people have hopes, like, okay, the person has been taking, he was taking cocaine, he was taking alcohol, he was into a lot, many things. Um, But today, for almost uh, eight, nine years, he's clean and he's doing a wonderful job there. So giving them hope, okay, even if it's a, like, you know, you have uh, trapped in this disease, we can still help you.
1: That's a great job you are doing, Shraddha. And uh, yes, of course, the society needs your help in this thing because there are many families and people who are not aware about uh, those awareness you are trying to spread. Still in this current generation, you know that people, at least the young generation, is not aware that this is right for them and this is wrong for them. How do you let them understand? How do you like help them to understand that what we is right for them and what is wrong for them. Uh, see, uh, when,
0: I, uh, when you say this, uh, well, I would say like when the age is such like, you know, that uh, teenage, uh, young adults, they want to explore. They are so curious to know uh, different things and a lot of peer pressure also plays a role over there. It has impacted so if we say that okay don't take drugs if you tell your children don't take alcohol you know don't have a, a pattern like you know you are taking it weekly or you know you are taking on regular basis they won't understand so they will they may like you know that is a a age like you know they want to still explore even if you say no so rather you give them alternatives and options better options okay if you want to have a party but we can still party with music dance but without alcohol without substance and we can get into uh, recreational activities helping communities spending time with family uh, going out with friends without the substance or alcohol. So give them more better alternatives, uh, help them understand they can get involved in sports, involved in activities they like the most, like music, dance, or whatever they want to do, like, you know, pursue their passion, and uh, shift their focus, you know, rather than just spending time in, Uh, substance or alcohol they can definitely get into the activities they like the most and they will be busy in the right way and they can get that satisfaction also they are doing their best over there
1: that's good and uh, uh, Shraddha if you get a magic wand today what are the three things you are going to do with that?
0: Um, One is uh, at the present state yes I would like to see the nation free of covid (laughs) so (laughs) 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 yes I have seen number of like you know Few people lost their lives. I have seen clients who lost their relatives, elderly people who struggled through their uh, that they had lot of challenges and struggle in the COVID state and still like some of them are still struggling they're not able to manage so yes that is one nation free of COVID Uh, one is uh, yes uh, I would like to see nation free of addiction if it really comes true Uh, not just uh, substance alcohol but there are now different types of addiction Like we go into more details yes uh, free of any dependence in that disease Uh, the third one would be uh, uh, to create a shelter home for uh, the furry world and help the innocent world.
1: Okay, so your wishes are quite good and uh, yes, of course we all wish that they could come true someday. (laughs) At the end, Shraddha, I will request you to share three things that you want our listeners to follow in their life.
0: um, I would request uh, all to uh, be honest in whatever they are doing, Uh, do your best and leave the rest Um, enjoy what you are doing
1: Great! it was really nice interacting with you over here thank you so much Radha once again for uh, giving this interview and and sharing your story with all of us and at the end I will thank all the listeners who are listening to our podcast channel, Comspire Uh, very happy Women's Day to all of you And if you have loved this conversation, if you really want to share it with your friends, please do it now. Okay, thank you so much.